0: Hello, good people. I'm Olive B and the host of Design and Beyond and don't I have a treat for you today. Stay tuned and listen to me speak to my fellow countryman, Ken Barnes, as he explains the connection with what we eat and how we sleep and much more. Hey, Ken. Thank you very much for joining me
1: on this podcast. Hi, Olive. It's a pleasure to be with you today.
0: Right, So I know it's four o'clock in the afternoon for you, and it is just um, 11 o'clock for me. The sun is shining. So what's the weather like in London? Well, coincidentally, we're having great weather
1: over here at the moment. You know, over the last few days, the weather has been absolutely fantastic. Well, fantastic compared to what it usually February, is. But yeah. I would say, yeah, it's a definitely a pleasant day here in London.
0: Right. So the question, I mean, has it been really bitterly cold and shining, you know, or it's just been like... You know, on a milder side because we've been really getting some cold weathers here. But it's been the sun's been out.
1: A few weeks ago, we had some snow. We actually had some snow. It didn't really settle here in London. In different parts of the mm-hmm. UK, it did. So a few weeks ago, it was kind of bitterly cold. But over the last, I'd say week, it the, the, it's dramatically improved. But yeah, we were having a spell of 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 cold and, and some snow, and I'm just so pleased it's gone because I think everyone's in such a Better mood when the weather's better, so I'm, I'm so happy that the weather's I, in, and I hope. We I
0: agree. T- <laughs> yeah, that's me as well. I'm like in, I'm like a bear hibernate, you know, and I'm trying to get out of that mode, you know, when it, with the winter time. So anyway, if you haven't already guessed, by Ken's accent, my accent is from London, but I live in the, um, Philly, which you all may know. Ken is still in um, the UK. And I'm going to just tell you a little bit about Ken. He is a personal trainer, life coach, motivational speaker, and is there anything else I'm missing, Ken?
1: Oh well, you know, my real uh, basis of what I work from is a health coach at the moment because mm-hmm. I focus a lot on health, and I have some a number of other qualifications. But will we maybe talk about that as we go on right. during this podcast?
0: Okay, great. So before we get into, because um, I really want people to understand a lot more about what you do. I want to find out more on how, when, how did you get started? That's important. I would like, you know, what brought you onto this journey and many other questions I have to, um, along that line. But I've just got a couple of questions. I call it my little tee up question where um, it's just far away. And I'm just going to, there's no wrong answer. It's just your answer. So what is your favorite color?
1: My favourite colour, for some reason, I've always said blue to the answer. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to say blue again. Blue is my favourite colour.
0: OK, OK. So TV personality, who do you admire?
1: Oh, oh, wow. Um, I, I, I actually love Morgan Freeman. I think he's a, he's a brilliant actor.
0: OK, cool. Yeah, I understand, I love his voice. He's got that calm, relaxing voice, he does, yeah. All right, so, oh, this is an interesting question I have for you. Which comic character will you play, you know, if it's, a, I'm talking about villain or hero?
1: Oh, well, you know, I love Supes. I'm I'm a Superman fan. I've loved Superman from when I was a child. So, if I was to be a a, a superhero, it would be, definitely be um, um Superman. <sighs>
0: Okay, so is there any villain that you think, oh my gosh, I love that character?
1: You you know, I I absolutely love the Joker in Batman. I think he has has, uh, um, a vibrant character. So, you know, if I had to play a villain, I think it would be the Joker.
0: Okay, so, okay. So regarding work, we all have them. Have you ever had a client that you said, oh my gosh, can't work with them, and you had to turn them away?
1: Yes, I have. Absolutely. In right. uh, most cultures, you, you work with a number of people, you're always going to have one or two people who, who who, kind of cross that line and you think, well, no, this is not going to continue.
0: Mm. Mm. What is it about it? Because I know like if I work with any client doing a design and I feel as if, you know what, we're not getting anywhere. Um It could be sometimes it's they keep wanting me to make all these changes and then going backwards and forward, and they're not committing. I find I have to let them go. Is that roughly the same for you, you find? Well, I think
1: the, the people I'd be speaking of fit into two criteria. Mm-hmm. The first one is people are not ready for change. I work along um, a system called the five stages of change, and that's where people kind of get to a point where they want to change. Some people are not at a point where they want to change. They think they are. But they're not. So when you present them with the structures and and the, the the roadmap to change, they are very very resistant to that, and they simply want to change but stay the same. Those right. are very frustrated and and they can actually make your work not look credible. And right. the second group of people are the people who want everything but want to give you nothing in return. They mm-hmm. seem to you to dot the i's and cross the Ts for every single thing, but they want to pay you as little as possible. So those are the two groups which I sometimes find um, frustrating. I always believe in giving people quality of service, but you know, I also believe in people valuing the service that I offer and the professionalism that I bring to the relationship.
0: Okay, cool. All right, so here's the different question. So you're stranded on a deserted island. You've got 21 days, you're stranded, and mm. you have to bring an item. What would you bring?
1: I would bring my phone and the reason why i would bring my phone is because i love to listen to audio books i'm okay who just loves to learn and often when i'm in my car i don't play any music i just put my headphones on and i and i'm listening to an audiobook that's going to teach me something so for me um with the way phones are nowadays i don't use an ipod i would have a phone and my headphones and i'd be there and I'll just be immersed in, 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 in my learning and entertainment. So definitely, I think that's what comes to mind.
0: All right, so here's the final question in this section. If you can turn the back the time on anything, what would you do different?
1: Well, I mean- On oh, one
0: thing different, just one thing.
1: <laughs> I mean, that, 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 there's a lot of emotion to that question. Yeah, uh, okay. But I, I, would, I would learn, what I know now, I lot early in my
0: life. That's okay. what I do. All right, I, and I understand that. I do mm-hmm. completely understand that when yeah. you find some, but you know what it is, nothing's ever too late. And um, I can honestly say, just judging by some of your videos I've seen, Um, and the way you present yourself because you're going to be talking a bit more about your program Um, what you go through I you really are a testimony of what you're you know um, of what you are trying to put out to people Mm -hmm. so moving into that i would like you to just go into your journey you know Um, what brought you to because just the keto because I know you've got you've got a book that's coming out um, soon Mm -hmm. and that's I have you explain what the book's about and that maybe would help lead into how did you get to this point with your journey? Uh, well, I think, let me just go back to my journey. I think yeah.
1: I think sometimes, you know, life leads us on a journey. Sometimes we, we don't really understand why we're on that journey. Sometimes serendipity comes into play. And sometimes the, the left or the right turn we take is sometimes because of some tragic circumstances. My journey has been in part because of some tragic circumstances yeah. and what necessarily led me to the point where I am was the passing of my mother just over two years ago, the sad passing of my mother. Yeah. Um, prior to that, I was in, I'm a, I've am been an author of a number of books and personal development has always been my interest, mm-hmm. you know, in inspiration and motivating. I I've delivered a series of workshops for corporate organizations, but also to the general public. Right. But, you know, reaching the age I was, uh, there were a number of people around me who went to my workshops, who traveled the journey with me, but they seemed to be dying of, of lifestyle illnesses. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and one day I had an epiphany. I said, look, you know, it, it's great someone being incredibly inspired, incredibly motivated, but if they don't have the health to do what they need to do, then there's actually, you know, it kind of defeats the object. I'm, I'm really cutting the story short here. So what I decided to do is amalgamate what I do, the personal development, and use health as a basis. So it right. was all motivate people, but also, say, so people look focus on your health and well-being. Right. Uh, I qualified as a health coach, and because I am someone who likes to study the mind, I also qualified in the cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy. So yes. I understood a little bit about habits and how people think. You know, I went down the road and developed a great program, had a great program ready to be launched back in January 2017. Yes. And in December 2016, late December, unfortunately, her mother took unwell. So, you know, she was in hospital just after Christmas. And sadly, after that, in 2017, January seventh, she sadly passed away unexpectedly um, um we incredibly close and it hit me hard I mean people always talk about the passing of a parent how that affects you
0: you, you don't get over it you, yes you just, you just learn to live with it
1: and cope with it yeah especially you know some people say when it's your mother and we were really really close and it hit me yeah. incredibly hard in such a way that I went down a, a spiral of um I would say definitely grief and depression, and you know everything went to pot. My program, I forgot all about my program, yeah. and, and I just started to eat and not really care for much at that moment. I mean, food became my comfort, and comfort was my food. And yeah, I went through that spiral for a, 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 a good few months, a good about six months, and it got to the point. Where I was putting on an incredible amount of weight. I mean, right. really. I, I mean, I do some salsa dancing sometimes. And, oh, you
0: do! That's so yes. funny because I love the salsa.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like salsa, and there was a time when I went to salsa dance. Had one dance, and I was breathing incredibly heavy,
0: right. and
1: it was just it was bad. I went to the doctor. The doctor said I was pre-diabetic. I was, you know, on the borderline wow. being diabetic. Cut a long story short, I came to a point where I said, look, my mother wouldn't want me to be in this state and I need to take control of my life. So I attempted now to say, look, Ken, look, let's make a commitment. This is not what your mother would want for you. And I set about bringing my life back in order. Um, yeah, I set about bringing my life back in order. And, you know, and, and I, the first thing I tried was exercise because that's what I knew as a health coach. I understood about the power of exercise or I thought I knew how effective exercise was and I set about doing insanity you know the the
0: Oh yes yes workout. Yeah. I
1: finished yeah. I finished the insanity workout but it didn't work out as well as I wanted to uh, but I felt something was missing from my efforts. Mm-hmm. And I came and I came across a low carb diet. Now I'd heard about it before but I had no idea what it was really about. Mm-hmm. But I came about it and it intrigued me. So I'd done a little bit of research and I decided to try it for a very short period of time. It was about seven to 14 days. And I was absolutely amazed at what happened to me during that time. And towards the end of that, I, was, I began to study it a little bit more. And what I became more amazed about is exactly what this low-carb ketogenic diet was about. It was far more than a weight loss diet, this was a health diet. So from that moment on, I continued to be on a ketogenic diet and the weight just fell off me. And not only did the weight fall off me, my diabetes, my pre-diabetes was reversed. I lost weight. I felt so much better about myself. So I said to myself, Ken, look, this is, why isn't this so widely available? Why doesn't everybody know about this? But in, when you research, you realise that it, it counters the mainstream narrative.
0: Right, I'm going to and- chime in a little here, because I have to say to people that, look, um, I, I saw like on your video when you had the weight on, mm. and to be honest, a lot of people would look at you thinking, hey, you don't look that bad, because you, you're less, you, know, I mean, you are, if you don't mind, you're in your 50s, and you don't, you don't look that bad. You know, mm. so people would have said that, even with that little bit of weight you have on, but if they see you now, which, um, you know, they need to go, you know, visit your Facebook page, your, web, um, your website or whatever, which you can leave with me. So people can see that transformation, because I think it's good, because um, when we get a certain age, I, I, I do feel the culture is changing slightly. But when we get a certain age, people just think that, look, this is your time just to give up on yourself. But for you, you, you treated it a lot differently. You this is time to start living, I guess.
1: Absolutely. I didn't see age as a reason for me to be able to put on weight or keep it, right. on. it. So in essence, you know, when I learned about ketogenic diet and what it was doing for me, I decided, look, I want to share this with as many people as I can. I incorporated it into my health coaching and it's led me to where I am now. And the, the reason why I focus on something called lean keto is because I see ketogenic diet as a, as a lifestyle. Right. So there's three other components that help make it a lifestyle. And one is sleep, because sleep is incredibly important to your well-being and weight, mm-hmm. gain and diabetes. The other one is exercise. I'm a very much a fan of exercise. Even though I it may upset some coaches here, some personal trainers, I don't believe exercise in itself makes you lose weight. And also mindset, because you can't change anything unless you change your mindset. So those are the right. four areas that I focus on for Lean Keto, and I'm really pleased that I've now, you know, studied it enough, learned it enough that I'm I've written a book and I'm about to launch a book called Lean Keto and a program to go with it. And I, you know, want to spread the message of Lean Keto with everybody I can and so everybody can enjoy the benefits I have.
0: Okay, great. So okay, so let's do this little almost like a role play. So I'm your client, so I just want you to just talk me through like if I was your customer, how do you go about help explaining your program and for me, if I um, I'm on your program, and what would you tell me what to do, the first step, and how does it work?
1: Well, uh, firstly, my my first job is to really assess your 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 well being. If you have any medical conditions, firstly, right. but really, I want to assess you also your state of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, what stage of change you are at, and then I I want to understand what your goals are. know, yeah, right. what are your goals because people have different goals, people have different motivations, and that would determine how I start you on the program. But in essence, I would allow you to understand the basis of what I do is a ketogenic diet, and that would be reducing your carb intake and your carb intake from what you eat and what you drink and sugar. So I would say to you, look, the, the one thing you have to do to succeed on this program, and in fact, the primary thing you have to do is reduce your carbon intake. And I would put, I would present to you different ways you can do that. Because right. amazingly, when people talk about not eating carbs, they, the first question is, well, what can I eat? As if carbohydrates make up most of their, their meal. They're, the, one of the great things about a ketogenic diet is there is a plethora of food. And I think one of the reasons why some people do fail on a diet is because they're hungry. Right. I've never been hungry on this diet. I've never felt deprived at all. In fact, I enjoyed my food as much as I enjoyed my food three, four years ago. So my job would be for you to firstly understand that you need to reduce your carb intake, reduce your your, um, sugar intake, and you would need to incorporate more fat into Mm -hmm. your diet. And in doing so as well, depending on your knowledge and depending on your fears, I would have to Allow you to understand that the, the, the narrative about how a saturated fat gives you heart disease and raise your uh, cholesterol mm. is based on unfounded science. Mm. So the first two things we be about, allow you to understand what you shouldn't eat, also what you can eat, but right. also to allow you to understand that the diet is one that is, has the efficacy to make you lose weight, but also long term it won't affect your, your well-being.
0: That's more for the hell. So this is a question because do you find people ask you or say, well, that's just, you know, keto is, that's just the same as Atkins. Do you feel, what's the difference? Is there a difference between the Atkins and the keto diet?
1: Yeah, I mean, people would say that. I mean, there, there are definitely some similarities between a, a, a keto diet and an acting diet. But there, there are definitely some differences between a keto and an actin diet. I think, well, when the key, when the actin diet was around, there was a lot more focus on people just uh, eating very lean meat and eating a lot of protein. Right. And the Atkins diet got a lot of bad press you know, when it didn't really deserve it. I mean, the Atkins diet was countering the narrative out there. I mean, there was a lot of commercial interests that were suffering badly because of the um, Atkins diet. But if you look at the amount of people who lost weight on and Atkins diet, it's absolutely incredible. But as you know already, in any kind of situation, there are all, always some people who will take it to the extreme, right. not listen to the guidelines and abuse it. And that's what some people were doing on Atkins diet. Right. Some people did get a bad press. So between the keto and the Atkins, there are some definite similarities, but right. there are some definite stark differences between the keto and Atkins diet as well.
0: Okay. So, um, with, with you being like this personal trainer, um, you typically, do you like to combine that if someone comes to you and they say, look, um, so did you, okay, let's ask it this way. Did you start out like a personal trainer first before you got into the nutritional side? No, training has been something, um,
1: exercising has been, has been a, a, a kind of on and off part of my life. Yeah. For 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 a long while, um, up and down, you know, exercise and I've stopped. It's always been something I've interested in, and not just for the physical side. I think the mental benefit right. of exercising has always been um, appealing to me. And um, the reason why exercise is an in, is an important part. It's not of my program, it's not because it, it so much helps you lose weight, but exercise is great for your overall well-being, well-being your body right. structure, osteoporosis, for the endorphins it, it releases, for the way it controls your blood sugar, for the way it control, controls your mind and your mood. Exercise is, is a phenomenal way for you to be able to increase your well-being, but I don't focus on it to lose weight.
0: Right. Okay. So, you know, like, my background is into design. That's what I do. And um, the whole idea of me working in this podcast, because I do feel um, I, I heard a quote, which was interesting, the quote was, um, someone says that the, um, your, you know, like that your home is you and you are your home. Um, do you feel that, you know, um, that when you think about when you went about um, your, um way of lifestyle change with the nutrition and the ketoism and and you know the healthy eating for your well-being did you look at your home and always and thought well is there a way that I can restructure the way I live in my space to aid me and help me for a better well-being I
1: mean absolutely there was one particular room that I'll focus on in a moment, I'll tell you about. But I just, I do think that when you come into your home, when your home is a, a place of calm, of a, a place of serenity, of place of peace, it helps with your overall mindset mm-hmm. and your mood, and that's incredibly important because sometimes the 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 vagrancies, var- the, the the variations in life can just throw you off. And if your home is not a place where you can come and feel at peace and at ease, the turmoil that you experience outside will continue when you come into your right. home. So I absolutely totally agree in making making your home a place of peace. But more importantly for my program, I focus a lot on the bedroom. And I oh,
0: okay. interesting.
1: on the bedroom because um, the, the, the way your bedroom is set up can mm-hmm. definitely affect your quality of sleep. And I also I, I ask people to to make your bedroom a place where you go and it allows you to sleep. There are so many people who have their bedrooms, they have a computer, they have a television, they have the right. phones, they have, they have so much blue light and their, their bedroom is a little bit unorganized. So when they go in there, when they go into the bedroom, there is so much okay, negative energy inside that it's right. not place where they can sleep well. And and sleep is an important part of my program. So I focus. And even in my my book which I've written, I talk about, you know, creating a bedroom environment that's in in for sleep.
0: So do you speak about um because I know um you know I do think a lot about you know like decluttering, simplifying and um two rooms I actually specialise in is the kitchen and the bathroom. That's my speciality. Um, I also look at paint colors when um, when people considering colors for their space. Um, red, they um, call red is the color of passion. They also say that it also brings up a lot of energy. I am sure now that's not the color that you would recommend for the bedroom. I know most designers would try to stay away from that um, because um, if you want to have something that is restful. Um, do you do you speak about that at all in your book regarding color, or you just more or less speak about removing the electronics and well, in that I, area? I speak
1: about the setup of the bedroom. The, yeah. the irony is, a red light in the bedroom is actually great for sleep. I mean, a blue light is actually right. bad for sleep, but actually, a red light, having a dim red light bulb mm. in, in your bedroom, can actually create a better sleeping environment. Interesting. Um, mm. And not so much about the red walls, but it, it, right. It, for you but definitely a a red light can definitely help you you know create that that mood that lighting so your you know your circadian rhythm can kick in and you know send you off to sleep
0: oh cool so what about the kitchen because that's another big area because the kitchen is a room where you do most of your prep with your food and everything else some people it's an area where it possibly is an eating kitchen did you make any changes in that area as well
1: my kitchen is not the largest, it's a, it's a small kitchen, but I cook often inside it. Yeah, it I've seen
0: some of your recipes, I'm yeah. going to talk to you about that a little bit.
1: I'm about to make some some low-carb brown stew chicken, and yeah, so I, I really look forward to that. But I definitely like to organise my kitchen in such a way that it's clear. When I walk mm-hmm. into the kitchen, as much as it, it's a small space, mm-hmm. I like things to have their place, right. and I like it to be definitely as clear as possible. I'm, I kind of have this thing that whenever I cook, I have to clean that kitchen. I have to make the kitchen back into that organized space. It's just that I've had and, and, and it definitely works well for me. I hate going into the kitchen to cook and you know, everything's all disorganized. So I definitely also focus on making that kitchen environment a very inviting place as well.
0: Right. And you know, as a designer with myself, I always speak about, um, how, when I, when I try to design for a person, even when I did my own kitchen, I always think about how easy is it to clean up? That's how important it is because, you know, your kitchen gets messy from time to time. You know, like if you're preparing a meal, especially when you're preparing for a lot of people, you have stuff around. I look for how easy is it to do a quick cleanup? And like you rightly said, you need to have things in the rightful place. If everything has its own place where it goes, it's so much easier to function I'm in the kitchen I think it also will make it more enjoyable to cook because um when something's dysfunctional and you can't use it would you agree that you don't feel more apt to using that space yes
1: yes I mean definitely I mean especially with someone like myself who who does so much I really do believe in you know having an organized um space right I know where everything is, and I work quite quickly when I cook. I Mm. work quite quickly, and knowing where everything is allows me to work at a speed. I can just pull a drawer. I can just go to a cupboard, and I know exactly where everything is, and then it allows me to also know when things are running out. So, yes, I I truly function that way.
0: So who taught you to cook? Was it your mother, or is something that you kind of like picked up along the way?
1: I have to say my mother definitely taught me to cook. I mean,
0: we we had some
1: banter towards the end of the time when, you know, the pupil kind of was stepping up and, you know, the pupil was pushing up his chest a little bit too much in the kitchen. But, (laughs) you know, but yes, he definitely taught me to cook. But I I love cooking. I love the expression of food. I love Mm. I love not just the taste, but I love the way food looks on a plate. I think, yes, is art. And so,
0: question Do you because I, I noticed in your videos that you you um was you show some of your foods that you've cooked in your kitchen? I've seen that you know. Um, are, are some of those recipes in your book as well? Some
1: of them are, but most of the recipes will be on the program. The the the, the book okay. really is really the the how you know, I'm telling right. you, and the how um, and okay. the program will actually guide you. And you know, there's a it's a 28 day program. There'll be loads of recipes, and the recipes will also include Caribbean low carb. Recipes. I
0: was going to say something because you know our menu is we've got nothing but you know we've got the green oh. bananas, we've got the dumpling, we've got we've got a lot of um stuff. carb stuff that yeah we have a lot of that. So um, anyone who loves uh, they're gonna. They're going to have to, when you give up something, I guess you're going to show them how they can replace it with something else that is beneficial.
1: Absolutely. And, and this is what I say to people is that, you know, I'm, I can show you how to eat the, many of the foods you grew, you grew up on and still be well, still lose weight. So, you know, I love my up I love my curry goat, mm-hmm. you know, and there yep. are a number of foods that, you know, people grew up and even fried chicken. Even yeah. fried chicken, if you love fried chicken, you can still be on a ketogenic diet, a low carb diet and right. eat fried chicken. It's just the way that it's done. So, yes, you know, I definitely have some recipes that people will be quite surprised that they can eat and they will enjoy and also lose weight and feel healthy at the same time.
0: Excellent. So I'm, I'm going to move into talking about exercise because you you, you go to the gym. Am I correct? You go to the gym most of the time to work out.
1: Yeah, I go to the gym six days a week.
0: Okay, and so I mean, I belong to a gym, and to be frank, you know, it's like um, I've got one that's just up the road for me. I can literally kind of walk it there. Um, but I'm in. I get into this rut when I'm ready, you know, where It's like I I I call myself like a freight train. Like once you know, it takes me a while, but once I'm going, I'm good. But you know, like if I if I end up stopping, it takes me a while to get back going. I think there's a lot of people who are like myself, and it could be. And I'm more so like that when it's the bad weather. When it's you know, it's too cold outside. I just don't feel like getting back in my car um, to go into the gym. I just don't feel to do that. What? piece of equipment if a person says you know what I want to work out at home what exercise can I do and what equipment could I buy without having a tremendous amount of equipment that's going to benefit me yeah
1: let me answer that question but let me just go back a little bit because we're talking about the mindset that a number of people have when it comes to exercise right one of the first things that I do and it in my program incorporates this one of the reasons why many people can't keep up with their exercise is because they don't have a big enough why. They don't have a big enough reason. Right. Many people, it's, it might be they just want to lose a few pounds and they can't exercise, but then they realize if they don't exercise, they, they're going to suffer from diabetes. And then their why increases, and then that gives them the motivation. So the first thing I say to everybody, and even in my program, you need to create a big enough why. The second um, thing, which... I, I want to say this in the most tactful way, there's, there's a thing called social contagion. And, and, and the reason why I mentioned social contagion is because when you look at the population the world, we're getting bigger. We're putting right. on more and more weight. So whereby years ago, the average size was maybe 10 to 12. Now it's 14 to 16. So when you look around men or women and you see everybody around you slightly bigger, it allows you to feel that. Hold on a minute. Well, I'm not really that bad. I mean, look, everybody around me is is, is my size, <clears throat> or slightly bigger. So that allows you to feel a certain amount of comfortability in your weight, and in doing that, it can creep up and creep up to the to the sixteen, the
0: eighteen, and. Right
1: it, you're putting an incredible amount of weight because what happens is you've become comfortable because everybody around you, is that contagion around you and you need to be aware of that. You actually right. need to be aware of that social contagion that can make you feel that the way you look is okay, which then you don't have the kind of motivation to go to the gym. So I just want to put that out there and I have that discussion. It's, it's, it's sometimes a sensitive issue, but it's one that I think needs to be,
0: said.
1: needs to be said.
0: Right.
1: I mean, I love at-home exercise. I have a program called BodyFit. It's the LK BodyFit. And my favorite type of exercise is what's called high interval, high intensity interval training, HIIT training. I love that. And I focus on a model called Tabata, which is where you do something vigorously for 20 seconds and then you have a 10-second rest, and you can actually do that at home with your own body weight.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: so Tabata exercises I find have been really, really, really beneficial to me. So you don't always need loads of weights. You know, you can be incredibly creative with your body weight at home and in the gym. And, and my program actually focuses 95% on people using their body weight, but just through a high intensity interval training model.
0: Wow, so question, so do you have, so if the person wants to know exactly what you're talking about, do you have videos about that? Do I have? Mm-hmm. Do I? Do you have do- any videos showing um, um, the exercise that you can do with your body weight? Have you actually done that so, a person with that idea saying, oh, this is what he's talking about?
1: My program has a, 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 it has a 28 day and it has a 60 day program. Okay. The program is detailed, every single exercise is animated, so you they'll they'll be able to see exactly how to do the form of each exercise with the muscle groups um inside as well. So the program is incredibly detailed. When they actually take part in the program, obviously when the program is being advertised, there will be some you know some snippets of, of what the exercise program is about. But I do think that you know having the right form and understand mm. exactly what it does to your body. Is important, and and all that information in great detail is included in my program.
0: Nice, wonderful, you know. So, just to um, conclude to wrap up. um, So, really, you know, with your book, is really um, highlighting the importance of sleep, eat, and um, and exercise. Yes, and and also the mindset. I think those are the four areas. Four four
1: areas. The foundation is the ketogenic Mm -hmm. diet. Um, it also focuses on sleep because sleep actually a- affects your weight and your mm-hmm. and blood sugar. It focuses on exercise because exercise is, a, is an all-round um, tool for well-being. And it focuses on having the right attitude and mindset because this is what we need to be able to start and continue something. So those are the four areas that Lean Keto focuses on.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very much, Ken, for um taking your Sunday afternoon to speak to me. um this is still um I'm not quite approaching in the afternoon almost there, but um please um I'd like you to express how people can get in touch with you even more so because like I'm saying it's easy for people to actually meet with you face to face um if they need to in london um but um where are you located in London, by the way? Well, I live
1: right in the centre, right near the Olympic village where we had the Olympics here Okay. In, 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 in London. I tell you, I would, you know, on my journey to spread the message of Lean Keto, I would love to come to the States.
0: Oh, some... and you know, you're more than welcome to come Absolutely. and be my guest because um, I, I know people would love to hear that. But uh, in the moon, before you get here, um, so if someone wanted to get in touch with you um, from this side of the pond... Um, they're able to reach you
1: well let me first of all let me give you my website the website is actually i just took it down recently because we're now developing a new website okay in a couple of weeks but i still give you the website address and that is www.thelenmindbodycoach.com that's www.thelenmindbodycoach.com that's the website people can actually find me on instagram If they type in the Lean Mind Body Coach on Instagram, they can follow me on Instagram. I have a a YouTube channel, which I'm now developing. And again, if they type in the Lean Mind Body Coach on YouTube, they'll see the fledgling YouTube channel that I have. And you know, I have a I'm on LinkedIn. If they type in the, the Lean Mind Body Coach or, or Ken Barnes, Ken M Barnes on LinkedIn, they'll find me. And again, I'm on Facebook, but and on my Facebook friends, quota is right up there, but still, you know, they can find me the Lean Mind Body Coach or Ken Barnes on um, Facebook. So those are the mediums in which they can find me. If someone wants to send me an email, please send me an email and my email address is ken at the lean mind body let me just repeat that it's ken at the lean mind they want to send me an email with any questions about what we've discussed today or or possibly inquiries about the book or the program i'll be welcome your communication
0: Ken, thank you. It was wonderful chatting with you. And um, I would love for you to come back on as a guest the next time to share anything, especially when your book's out. Um, So when your book goes out, it's going to be published. um, on. um, Where would they be 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 able to find that, would you say?
1: It'll it'll be on Amazon. People will be able to buy it on Amazon. Correct.
0: Okay, nice.
1: It will be on Amazon.com as well. So it will be distributed as widely as possible and uh, and possibly as a Kindle and PDF. But yeah, we're working incredibly hard. I'm so excited about the book. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, when I saw that yeah. on Facebook, I thought, oh, that's, you know, I felt very, very, very proud of you. And um, In fact, you know, before you go, because I want you to speak about some of the other stuff. It's very different from what we're talking about, but I've been so excited about some of the things that you spoke about, because I follow you on Facebook and I see um, some of the wonderful things that you've done. Um, for in especially in the black community um, trying to reach out to them, I know you did something um recent with the um, um what was it oh, the black men well well uh,
1: uh, you, I know you have the hundred black men of America yes. and they're a fantastic organization. I'm actually the founder of the Hundred black men of London. I founded the organization here at, in in London what so I have the pleasure of um starting that charitable organization there and also i mean i've, I've as i said i've done a, a number of work i have a i had a fantastic project charity credit called the Woodson Barrow role model luncheon where i introduced young people to role models and i i, I delivered a, a great program in a number of schools in, in london in europe called respectisms where it was about teaching Young people, are the principles of of respect through a, a, a level two accredited program. But let's just some of the things that I've done in the past. But those, all those things, Olive have led me to where I am now. They've given me the confidence and and the context to be able to deliver what I can deliver now. But I do really feel now this chapter that I'm on now is the most impactful chapter. I have, I have ever been on, and you know, I aim to really change the lives in a positive way of so many people in the UK and around the world That's with the concepts that I'm sharing with you today.
0: That's really, really great. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. And I would also be posting um, all the links that Ken's mentioned where you can find him. Um, and obviously, I'm going to keep you all posted as well when his book comes out. And I think um, you should all rush out and get one because I feel it will be a great read. I will definitely, once it comes out, um, be ordering my copy. So once again, Ken, thank you, and you enjoy and have a blessed day.
1: And same to you, and you have a a wonderful day. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, bye-bye. That was Ken Barnes. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page, And follow him on Instagram. The link is attached also to this podcast. Along with that, you can also subscribe to me by following the link below. And that is design and beyond. You can also follow me on Black Designers East Side. That's on Facebook. And check me out on Instagram. That is well-being through design. In the meantime, do something beautiful for your mind, your body, and yes, your home. Bottoms up.